Probably my favorite Drake song in a long time. It's funny because I really like this song too, but you love this song. You got to give Drake more of a chance. I Go. give Drake a chance all the time. I just find some of his songs to be just like rambling with, uh, you know, no real like vibe to the song. It's just like beats and him talking. And I, uh, I like I like the music behind that. Mm. I like singing Drake, you know? I like yes. when he throws in a little bit of singing with the talking. Totally. Yeah. I get it. It's uh, Tucker and Mora, the podcast with Professor Bundus, and uh, today is Remembrance Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an re- interesting day for my family because it's a celebration of sorts because it's my daughter and my mom's birthday today. Oh, it's always easy to remember their birthday. Yeah. Because uh, everyone starts wearing poppies and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's also like a really important day. And I'm a firm believer in, you know, people participating in Remembrance Day ceremonies and educating themselves on the sacrifices that people have made on behalf of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't have to be just World War II. I think people become fixated on World War II as being, oh, well, that's the generation of veterans who really, you know, made an impact for Canada. And granted, it was a really important war to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, Canada played a major role in that. I mean, Canada has been a part of peacekeeping missions for decades and decades. And, you know, there's a lot of soldiers who have gone through a lot of tough times uh, to, you know, try and maintain peace all over the world, um, you know, whether it's Rwanda or, or Afghanistan oh God, yes. or, you know, like, so I, I think people, uh, it is an important day to just, you know, step back and appreciate the people that stepped forward. You know yeah, what I mean? And it is sad when you hear that um, soldiers come back after, you know, representing our country and they need help and they need support post-traumatic stress and that those resources cannot be there for them sometimes and oftentimes that's the case so it is an important day for people to hopefully donate uh at legion.ca is that what it is uh legion.ca .ca just to help the vets out because they do need help after when they come back just to get a normal life back yeah no kidding um i have a cousin who's a special forces guy yeah. Uh, with the Canadian military. And I, I really look forward to the day where I, we can have him on a podcast where he can speak openly about his experiences. Now, he uh, claims at this point that he's been lucky and he hasn't suffered any PTSD, even though he's been a part of some pretty serious missions mm-hmm. and then eventually became a person who was in charge of a team of people who are taking part of, in these missions. But he's definitely seen other people affected. And he, he believes that he's been lucky because he hasn't had anyone super close to him you know, tragically die or get mangled up in front of him. And he's been able to kind of separate the two worlds a little bit. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that, you know, go through a lot of mental trauma in those scenarios. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not evident at the beginning, it becomes more evident when they come back and try and return to a normal life. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, it's a, it is an important day. And um, I I remember speaking with this guy who's a, a Canadian historian And I was asking him if he thought that Remembrance Day should become like a federal holiday. I know there's a lot of people that have the day off if they work for like a bank or something. Yeah. But uh, his thought was that keep the kids in school, keep people on this side of the border, uh, not turning it into a long weekend shopping trip and educate people. Oh, that's smart. You know, you turn it into a holiday, all of a sudden it becomes just a getaway for people. It's a day off where they're not 
paying attention to anything and it's very easy to just slip past 11 o'clock and that two minutes of silence and totally you know all that i just recently and this is going to seem really insignificant but i just recently bought these military pants at a vintage store and they're like men's military okay so you can jeans. relate to the veterans is that what we're going with <laughs> so i know a thing or two yeah, about yeah, what yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Maura, tell us about your experience <laughs> in the military <laughs> with uh, those military pants well i just i've been wearing them a lot yeah, and i'm yeah. like you know, they would have sent these pants overseas in a huge bag, and everyone would have been told to grab a pair well, out I of the bag. They, they may have had them before they went overseas, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, so they, they were all given like, these they were all kitted out. standard yeah. issue pants that they wore, and that I'm wearing them, and I'm like, you know, somebody may have been lying down in a trench wearing these pants. And just the, I, I don't know, just uh, wearing them, I don't forget the symbolism of what's behind these pants. Well, you think someone actually wore them in, like, combat? Is that what you're in? I, I think that would be highly unlikely. They are used military pants. I mean, I mean, I have military pants. You can see pants. stains on them. Yeah, you think that they were... They're secondhand. They definitely have been worn. Yeah, but the companies that make the pants, you know, it's probably just like printed off to look like real no, military. These I are vintage. Doubt, I doubt it's real. These are vintage. Anyways, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I know you can go buy like a, a German gas mask or something. Like, there's yeah. lots of artifacts that you can buy yes. that are in no short supply at like an just army like, surplus to store. To think, like, you know, you. You go to war, you get the, you know, everything has changed. Even like your own, the way you express yourself through personal style doesn't matter anymore because everyone's issued the exact same pants. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. And now I'm wearing them for fashion. Maybe it's insulting. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't have relatives that were really a part of any of like the big wars. My grandfather was a firefighter in Ottawa, so he wouldn't have been, you know, fighting in a war because they would have needed him back at home. Mm -hmm. uh, my other grandfather on my mom's side was looking after the whole family and supporting the whole family. So he wasn't a guy who can enlist. But I'll tell you, when you speak to somebody and it's getting harder and harder to find somebody who is, you know... Um, a part of the Second World War. Mm -hmm. But I had a chance to speak to this veteran at a hospital in London. I was doing this thing uh, for, you know, I was like recording some stuff that I was going to play back on the uh, radio yeah. for Remembrance Day. Yes. And I remember thought, I remember thinking like it'd be really cool to be able to talk to some veterans. I was given that opportunity at Parkwood Hospital and I went in and I had this guy, he'd served in Europe mm -hmm. and I was like, this is going to be so interesting. First question I asked him, um, he broke down. Really? Like when they go back to that moment, like even if they think they can go back to the, that moment, um, a lot of these guys just never talked about those experiences. And if they don't have a lot of experience in talking about it, like say, you know, there's people that speak regularly. And, you know, these days you learn that that form of therapy can be very helpful. What was the question you asked him? Well, I think it was like uh, I was asking him about, uh, I think I just opened up by thanking for him for his service and, oh my God. and saying like, really appreciate, you know, like, you know, you guys are heroes to me and to everybody in this country. And then he went right into, you know, the, it's a very typical move which is the heroes are the ones that didn't come home right you know he's yeah. thinking about the people that gave their lives or came back like you know oh my god and uh and so yeah like right out of the gate it was like a pretty heavy conversation yeah and i just remember thinking like holy cow i it just it became i became so aware of just how much of an impact that time in their life even though 
at this point, it would have been like 65, 70 years ago, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the uh, early 40s, right? Yeah. So how long ago is that now? I mean, it's a long time ago. I still it's remember. Sev- it's like 70 some odd years ago now. I still remember we just interviewed this last February, I think, a woman named Rose. Remember that interview? She's a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. And she talks about what it was like when the soldiers came and loaded her family up on a train. And it was her mom, her brother, and her sister and herself. She's 12, and then the other two were like seven and four. And her mom, as the train was about to leave, pushed her off the train because she was the eldest. And she said, run. And she was the only one who survived. And someone put her up in a farm somewhere. Yeah, someone hit, hit her. her. Yeah. And she said she's so thankful. She didn't understand at the time. I just think about a 12-year-old being pushed off the train and say, you know, and everyone else died. And thank God her mother had, her, had the strength to do that. Yeah, and bringing her back to that moment, you see <sighs> just how fresh it is in her mind oh when she God. goes there. And that's the stuff that's like, it's, you have no idea. I guess if you've been through some sort of trauma, you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, yeah how, how do you teach like your kids to have respect when they just don't get it? Like I, they I'll don't see something. that sacrifice. Watch a, a good movie or documentary series. Uh, my kids just watched Saving Private Ryan for Did the they? first time. Now, you want to find a realistic account of what it would have been like to storm the beaches of Normandy on D-Day. Mm-hmm. You watch that movie. The veterans that watched that movie when it first came out in what I guess it would have been the late 90s, they, a lot of them were you know speechless and almost uh, shell-shocked right. after having re- been a part of that for a second time. You oh know what I God. mean? Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Because they it was did too such much. a good job of recreating that. I mean, Bundes, you, you've played Call of Duty just like I have. This is going to sound stupid, but like you get an appreciation for just how insane an obstacle that was for the soldiers that came on the beach and to... What, is that a scene in Call of Duty? Well, you can they, storm they re- a beach? They recreate that moment. I think like the first real popular Call of Duty game was, it opened, was it Call of Duty 2? Call of Duty 2, yeah. and then they recreated it in, the, in World War 2, which came out in 2017, a couple of years ago. Yeah, this so is they, almost as insensitive no, as my military pants. No, okay, guys? I'm, I'm just saying like to have a perspective of like how insurmountable a task it would have been to storm those beaches and climb those cliffs and do that kind of thing. My kids watched uh, Saving Private Ryan with my wife. I wasn't there. I, I was uh, drinking with some friends in a backyard. But mm. I, she said like at about halfway, like maybe 35 minutes in, 40 minutes in, mm-hmm. someone had to take a pee break. They paused it. Wow. And my one daughter was like, wow. I, I, that was like really heavy to watch, you know, for them. And it's like, that happened. Yeah. So that, they took that in. They understood that it was real. They understood that that was a recreation of a real moment in time. And I think with the technology we have, we can create these environments for people to realize just how crazy it was to yeah. be there. Yeah. And to see people dying and blowing up and blown up in front of you. And, you know, Jeez. so... Th- you watch like Band of Brothers. Man, that was such a that's one of my favorite all time television series made mm-hmm. for TV. It was an HBO series I that never Tom saw Hanks it. did. Oh my God. Yeah, you got to see Band it. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. It's all about uh, the European campaign and uh, these uh, paratroopers who trained and then were deployed mm-hmm. and then, you know, stormed their way through Europe after uh, landing on D Day. And what and what and it just shows you just what a colossal like it wasn't really a fuck up it was just so like uh, people were everywhere and how they had to reorganize themselves in order to like 
de- be deployed properly. And oh my God, the Dun- chaos. Dunkirk. I finally understood how hard it would be to get those people off that off that beach. Yeah, Dunkirk. And I just started watching again Hacksaw Ridge, mm. which I recommend so much. Great movie. Great movie. I haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, watch yeah. Hacksaw Ridge. It's about um, a guy who wants to be a medic and refuses to hold a gun. And in training, everyone's like, oh, you're not going to protect me when I need you to protect me. This medic... Oh, he was a pacifist. I think... Oh, I don't know. I remember the trailer or I did see it, but... This medic went on to save so many soldiers by bringing them down the side of the cliff. He even saved people on the other side. The enemy too, like he would send down bodies, just get them, get his, that was his priority, just to take care of people who were wounded. And how great to have somebody that that was their focus, you know, just to get people out who are down. You need yeah. someone like that. And uh, they, was it a true story? Yes. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Garfield was the lead in that. I think it was a Mel Gibson uh, directed. Andrew movie. Garfield, isn't that also a character from... Uh... Andrew Garfield Call of Duty, was the they? second Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, that's what I'm thinking of. Super cute, that actor. Yeah. I love him. Okay. Was he named? I wonder if he was named after that. I kid. think he was. I think he won an award for that. Yes. He he, did. he won like some. Oh, big... Andrew Garfield starred in it. Yes. It wasn't yeah, the yeah. name of the real soldier. No, oh, I thought no. you said like, oh, the soldier's name was Andrew Garfield. No. The, uh, the guy who played him in the movie was Andrew Garfield. Uh, Desmond T. Doss was was the character that he was or the the that he was portraying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. And there's also, like, you know, you talk about the European theater. You start looking at the environment, what it was like in the Pacific theater of World War II, and the disease that was running rampant, and these people were all, like, so sick and still having to fight in, like, the worst conditions in the South Pacific. So hot. And uh, Mm. uh, they did another series, like a follow-up to Band of Brothers, which was focused on Europe. Uh, The the one that they did uh, around the Pacific was called The Pacific. Okay. And it gives you a glimpse into that. I almost it was almost too heavy to watch what it would have been like yeah. to fight that way against the Japanese at the time. And, yeah, uh, it's crazy. That's why you know in today's day and age, I'm always scared when there's hate because like I don't want to go back there. Like let's never go back to solving things with a gun because that doesn't really work does it well the weapons are getting too good that it becomes even too scary to think about what it would be like if there was a world war three you Mm -hmm. know like it could be a pretty quick war if they wanted it to be anyway anyway let's get out of this uh shall we um but yeah remembrance day hopefully you'll have a chance to commemorate at some point and think back uh to maybe people you even know there was some stuff that we touched on this morning on our radio show, and I thought it'd be fun because there was lots more that I didn't get to, but it was like new terms uh, that were inspired by the year 2020. For example, a dating term called Fauci-ing. <laughs> we t- discussed this. That's declining to date someone because you don't feel they're taking the pandemic seriously mm. enough. Well, you do that with friends sometimes too, don't you? You're like, oh, this guy doesn't give an F. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I, there are people in my world that uh, in my everyday life that lean different ways with the pandemic nobody's like an a hoaxer like oh it's all a hoax it's all the government's conspiring so they can control the people like yeah nobody's gone down that rabbit hole 
But I have some people who are like, do we really need to lock down? It's more about like, yeah. is closing restaurants really going to be what saves us? Totally. You know, and th- those are all things like where I'm glad I don't have to make that decision and I'm just going to follow along with the people that are making the decision. <sighs> that's because the tough what else thing. are you going to do? You that's, know? that's the really tough thing because I remember feeling like, you know, the lockdown was to prevent the flooding of, of uh, or the overflooding at the hospitals and not, there not being enough beds. And if we can control that, like, do we need to lock down all of these businesses that are really struggling right now to survive? I mean, so many. I don't know about your neighborhood, but my neighborhood, I would say at least 50 percent of the little storefronts have changed. And mind you, a lot of people like, well, they were probably on the brink anyways. But a lot of small businesses operate on the brink all the time. Yeah. um You know? And I think it's fair to say that the hospital beds are filling up. I know people who work in hospitals and they're saying that, you know, at the beginning they're like, oh my God, our hospital's empty. I don't know why we're doing right. this. Right now they seem to be filling up again. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the concern, right? Is that you got to keep things in check. I don't know. I'm not a medical expert. No, there has to be a balance yeah. though, for sure. Uh, another term inspired by 2020. Most of these are dating terms here. Apocalypsing. What's and, that? That's treating every relationship <laughs> like it's your last. <laughs> And uh, it involves getting too serious too quick. Yeah. It's apocalypsing. That's uh-huh. got to be happening a lot. Oh, staying in relationships you weren't even 100% sold on because Yikes. it could be your last. Uh-huh. God, I feel like I know someone like that. Uh-huh. But you know what? I think in some respects, it might be helpful to people <laughs> to go in with that mentality because maybe some of those people have just been living these cheap, frivolous lives. Are you trying to imply I, something? Yeah. Are you I'm trying, trying to, to say, say that Bundes has been locked down for the first time in a long time. And uh, it's, you know, I, th- I think he's giving his current Friday Night Lady friend a much um, f- fairer chance than other people he's dated. That is 100% true. And, um. and, and I, don't, I don't mean like Bundes is settling... I, uh, and, and I don't mean you to like mean belittle the Friday night lady friend. I just think that he was on a tear of just shredding through women. And I think this is like giving you a pause and a chance to maybe like take something seriously. Yes. I, I normally don't let anybody get too close to me. Like it's it's been a long time since I let anyone get in. Mm. Um, and even if they're great, like, you know, usually I put a time cap on it and then like I just end it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the situation of this year and like not being able to go out and just... I just kind of like backed off. Like it was just nice to have somebody to talk to and hang out with because I wasn't really going out at all. Um, And I allowed myself to, to let feelings grow. Right. You allowed somebody in. Yeah. You allowed somebody in for a change. That's nice. I mean, you were commitment phobic and now you, you don't have that luxury or you do. You'll just be alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with me, it's just I, I, I love new experiences. I love meeting new people. I love that, yeah. that feeling. It is so, the best. So, you know, you that know was nice? always what was what was driving me to not want to stay committed or not want to let anybody in is because I want to get to the next feeling again. That next fresh feeling, I know. And then having that being taken away, it was it was a change to, to let somebody finally in. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's a lot of nice feelings that come along with partnering with somebody and totally. growing with them and, uh, you know, like building boredom. a life together. <laughs> like boredom. I'm get, kidding. Get fat, <laughs> watching American Idol together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Letting yourself go is a great feeling. <laughs> a great feeling. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, okay, so um, apocalypse. We covered that. Uh, Zoomlandering we covered on the show, but that's like the movie Zoolander. It's uh, people who won't stop checking themselves out on a camera when you're on a Zoom. It's hard. Like, you it's, can tell they're looking at themselves and not the other person. It's hard. I've gotten better at it, but at first I was like, "What? Who is that? Oh, that's me." Yeah, I better put my blue steel on. Yeah, sanitizing. This one isn't a COVID thing, but it's when you delete photos and wipe all evidence of past relationships from your social media. Ooh, sanitizing. sanitizing. So it's just a, I guess it's a word that's popular in 2020 that people are applying to something else. I still come across pictures of me and my ex, like on Facebook and stuff like that. Because, you know, like memories will pop up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I saw the other day is, um, I didn't even want to say because I like that it's there. Let's just say that our picture showed up on a, in a place where they shouldn't be anymore. Oh. Like somebody... Forgot to sanitize forgot us? Forgot to sanitize thoroughly. <laughs> they left traces of Tucker and Mora in a place that made me laugh. So I was like, yeah. That's good. See, it sometimes there. it's good. Um, end gaming. Accidentally sending a racy photo or video to someone you're dating. That's an end game move, I guess. Trying to get laid quick. Oh. No, it's accidentally sending a picture. So you've just ended Oh, you've ended the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you're send a di- like, unsolicited dick pic. Kind of something like that. <laughs> you're like, oh, here's my penis. And you're like, oh, whoa. Oh, we're not even dating anymore. Or you, you send a picture and you accidentally send the dick pic when really you just meant like to send the duck face one instead. <laughs> uh, folkloring. I don't know why that would have to do with 2020. Uh, being so focused on fairy tale romance that your expectations don't match reality. Oh, that sounds like me. So these are new dating terms. I guess some of them inspired by 2020. Waldoing. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something that like you're dating somebody and on Instagram they're always posting photos of them like on vacation here and then at this spot and you can never no. get them on, you know. No. No? No. Okay. Way off. Okay. <laughs> what is Wa- it? Well, what's Waldoing? What's Waldo? You got to find him. Like, where is Where's Waldo? Okay. It's when you disappear. You ghost. No, it's when you post group photos of yourself on dating profiles and only group photos. So it's hard to tell which person is the person that the profile is about. So you're looking at the pictures trying to figure out who's the person. Bunch of hot guys. Which one is it that I get to date? Oh. You have to be comfortable dating any of them. (laughs) Well, you got to find Waldo. Which one's Waldo? Is that him? Well, it's a bunch of good-looking people. Hopefully, it's that guy there. Let's look at the next picture. It's and always you not that one. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's always never the, the ugly one. one in the back. Yeah. yeah, if they're posting a lot of group photos, they're trying to make it seem like there's somebody they're not. Maybe mm-hmm. stock blocking. Stock blocking. That sounds like cock blocking. Mm-hmm. When you make all of your social media accounts private, oh, lame. so people who might want to date you can't research you first. It's called stock blocking. Yeah, you got to do your research. I hate block profiles. You can see like, you know, people, sometimes people post weird stuff on Instagram and you're like, what? Who is this? Yeah. I, you know, when I first. <laughs> Wait, I was following this chick uh, who is uh, an instructor on, on uh, Peloton. Yeah. And then I, so I thought she was pretty hot mm. and she was one of my go-to instructors when I was using the Peloton mm. before the summer. Mm-hmm. And she was so weird on Instagram. There you go. It was such a turnoff that I won't even select her as a, <laughs> as a Peloton instructor anymore. That's funny. Because you know how it is, Bundus? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You do something weird like hot that? Hot girl? Hot girl goes, like the hotness goes right up the Oh window. my God. Uh, yes, you guys. Go, you go from being like an eight and a half to a four and a half. Yeah. 
I Vice remember versa, though, like someone who's a four and a half or a five an and a half can be a seven and a half, yeah, maybe. maybe. Maura, come on. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, creeping Matt when we first started dating, and he didn't have many photos up on Instagram. Uh, like literally like barely any but mm. one of them was a fight like somebody took a, f- a picture of him and another dude fighting with garbage like they had garbage bags and they were hitting each other with them yeah. like so immature was that a turn it off? was like a garbage fight and i'm like oh <laughs> who who's taking out the trash and starts whipping their friend with garbage bags uh, me and my friends would probably do that yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah and i was like oh why and then he had a zoom in of the garbage fight, like of one moment in the garbage fight where he zoomed in closer on the picture. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> but I'm glad I gave him a chance. Uh, Bradying is a dig on Tom Brady, uh, who changed from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you end a long-term relationship, even though everyone says it's a mistake. <laughs> did Did Tampa Bay win this year in the Super Bowl? It's not over. Yeah, it's not over yet. Yeah. They're doing well. They're doing well. <laughs> I have I'm no luck. clue about football. I have zero clue. I mean, uh, having a successful football team is, first of all, you got to have some stars for sure, but it's also a mentality. And I'd say the same thing about the NHL. Like the team and the NBA, the whole team has to come together. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's not going to win a team unless the whole team rallies behind him and they all become one cohesive unit. Do they seem to be doing that? I, I mean, it takes time. They're all right. I haven't seen that. They were like six and one, weren't they? Uh, I don't and know their record right now. I, th- I don't know what happened in the last like uh, week or two, depending if they got a buy, but uh, I haven't been following too closely. Anyway, uh, look at Kawhi Leonard. You know, he thought he was going to just go over to another team and then they were going to win and they didn't. They did not. Like, I mean, yeah, you need a superstar. You need a star, but everybody else has to rise up as well. That's so true. So Bucks are six and three. They're second okay. in the NFC South. So they, they've been not doing well the last couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, hey and pray. When you play the numbers game on dating apps and just spam a bunch of people with things like, hey. Or hi, <laughs> hey, and pray. That's it's called your so, hey and pray. It's like it it's just, a hey and pray. Yeah, that's lame. That's so um, lame. I wouldn't even respond to a hey. Two thirds of women who use dating apps say that's what happens to them. That's like a majority of women say hey. that happens. Hey, yeah. I mean, I the, the thing that I never understood with the swiping right is, uh, and I know there was like a maximum amount of swipe rights, but I know if I was a single guy. I would swipe right on just about everyone just to see who matched up. It's too addictive to see that connection. But don't you, don't you think you'd pretty much match up with almost everyone? Bundus? No? If well, no, the girl has no. to swipe right on me. Yeah. So I have to be, like, these are people that are, I'm going to show up in their feed mm. and they're going to show up in my feed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, because they think that we have things in common enough. I guess the dating app kind of tries to connect us. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see who I can connect with every single time. Yes. I'm going to swipe. Yes, right? yes, and then yes. they, didn't they like <laughs> uh, create a paid platform or like an additional pay where you could swipe as many times? Yes. I mean, that was built for people yeah. like me who would just be like, I want to see who I got a chance with. Uh, you know, whether I'm into them or not, I'm going to go digging deeper. Oh, we got a connection. Now let me get on Instagram. Yeah. Oh no, they're stock blocking me. Right. All their stuff's private. <laughs> All right. Well, look, uh, appreciate you checking out the podcast this morning. We do appreciate that.
Don't forget that uh, we got that video podcast we put up. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, the most recent one went up on Friday. It's like, same thing as this, except uh, we decided to turn on the cameras that day. Yeah. And it's a bit of work having all the editing done, so that's why we don't do it every time. Mm-hmm. But you got to check out our studio, man. We are lucky. Yeah. What a view. And the money's hard to make. All right, thanks so for I checking it out. Thanks for right listening. Now. We'll see you tomorrow. I know that they at the crib going crazy down bad. What they had didn't last. Damn, baby. Sometimes we laugh. Sometimes